0: and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because it's nearly Christmas and today we have a wonderful storyteller called Liz Weir who's from Northern Ireland and she's new to Super Great Kids stories. She's going to tell us two enchanting tales. The first about a silver angel which is a little bit sad, but it's very beautiful and it has a fairly happy ending. And the second is an upbeat, charming how and why story about how the snow got its colour. Now, just before we introduce you to Liz, I wonder how many colours you can name? You could start with the colours of the rainbow. So while we have a quick word with the grown-ups, see how many you can think of. Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Well, how many colours did you think of? Did you get red and yellow and pink and green and orange and purple and blue? Oh, that's good for starters. And then did you get some other ones like maybe silver or gold or violet or indigo or teal or burgundy? Well, you could go on and on. Give yourself a pat on the back if you've got more than ten. Now, these next two stories both have colours in them. Colours in storytelling are really good because in the imagination they can be whatever you like. Really strong and bold or delicate and watery. If I say Little Red Riding Hood, I wonder what you imagine. Do you imagine a little girl with a bright red cape on? And when Vasilisa clutches her doll with the blue hat in the Baba Yaga story, can you picture that blue hat? I wonder what kind of blue it is. The colour in the first story today is... Oh, well, let's hear from Liz and you can find out from her. So, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's give a warm welcome
1: to Liz Weir. Hello, super great kids. My name is Liz Weir and I work as a storyteller. I live in Northern Ireland. I live away out in the country with trees and sheep and fields, but I tell stories from all around the world. And today I'm going to tell you not one, but two stories. And I'm going to tell you a story that I once heard from a Scottish storyteller, and I hope you'll enjoy it. I want you to picture an old, old schoolhouse long, long ago. It was a tiny school with just one classroom. The teacher was a man whom they called The Master. The Master was quite strict. He had a cane which he used to give slaps if people didn't know their spellings. But this man hardly ever used his cane. He was quite kind. It was just coming up to the Christmas holidays. And he looked at his class of boys and girls and he said, I'm going to set you a competition over the weekend. Competition? They were so excited. And there's a prize, a prize. Out from under his desk, he brought a beautiful sparkly silver angel. The sort of thing that you might see on the top of a fancy Christmas tree. But long ago, these boys and girls didn't have fancy Christmas trees. They made their own paper chains which they hung across the ceiling. Everybody wanted to win this angel. Here's what you have to do. Every one of you go out and bring me back something small and something shiny. Well, the fast runners ran out of school and ran down to the beach and they looked for shiny stones, they looked for bits of sea glass They looked for shells. Others went into the forest and they looked for nuts and berries. Some people even went into their mummy's sewing boxes and got shiny buttons. And on Monday morning, the teacher's desk was covered with small shiny things. And he looked at it and he thought, Why did I set a competition? How am I going to judge this? But when he looked up, he saw there was an empty seat. Who's missing down there? And a little girl put her hand up. Please, sir, it's wee Hugh. Hugh was the youngest in the whole school. He had big brothers and sisters, but they ran on to school and he came behind them with his coat off one shoulder and his bag off the other because he was so busy looking around at everything as he walked to school. He was often late. Every time he was late, there was always a story. The master said, We'll wait till Hugh gets here. The door opened. Up here, boy. He walked up to the teacher's desk. The teacher looked up and said, Well, what have you brought for the table, sir? The competition. What did you bring, small and shiny? I forgot. Oh, this was often the case. He often forgot. Well, why are you late today? The master knew there'd be a story. And out from under his jumper, he brought a little bird. He said, Sir, I found that in the lane. Can you fix it? Can you make it better? When the teacher looked down, he saw the little bird was frozen. He could do nothing. And he said, I'm sorry, Hugh. I can't help that little bird. And wee Hugh's lip trembled, and a big tear slid down his cheek and landed on the table, a round, salty tear. But just then, the winter sunlight caught that tear and it sparkled. The teacher said, Boys and girls, I have a winner for the competition. What Hugh has brought us today is something very special. A single tear. And as long as you live, never be afraid, never be ashamed to shed a tear for any living creature. And that's how we Hugh won the Silver Angel. I think he deserved it. Don't you? Oh, thanks, Liz, for that story. Do
0: you think you would have given Hugh the prize if you were his teacher? I'm pretty sure I would. I wonder if you're one of those children like Hugh who stops to examine things and sees things which adults might not have time to notice. Now, Liz's second tale is a how-and-why story about how the snow got its colour.
1: A long time ago, when the world was new, everything got a colour. The sky was blue, the grass was green, the soil was brown, but the snow had no colour. You could see right through it. When it came down from the sky, people said, rain, rain, rain. Does it ever do anything except rain here? The snow said, I'm not the rain, I'm the snow. People should know who I am. I need a colour. So he looked around and he saw that flowers had a lot of colour. So he went first to the beautiful red rose. Excuse me, red rose, he said. Could I have some of your colour? Why, said the rose. Well, if I was red, there'd be red on the trees, there'd be red on the hills. Wouldn't everything look beautiful? Go away, said the rose. People see me, they think, summer, warm sun. You're making me cold. Go away. Then the snow looked at another flower. Beautiful yellow flower. This one was called a daffodil. Excuse me, yellow daffodil, can I have some of your colour? Why, said the daffodil. Well, if I was yellow, when I fall there'd be yellow on the trees and yellow on the hills and it would look lovely and bright. Go away, said the daffodil. People see me and they think, winter's over, spring's here. No, go away, you're making me cold. By this time, the snow was feeling very sad, but as he came along, he saw a tiny little white flower. Oh, little flower, he said. Could I have some of your colour? Why? said the little flower. Well, if I was white, the whole world would look bright when it snows. Everything would be lovely and bright and shiny and fresh. there be White on the hills and white on the trees. People could walk through the white snow. It would be lovely. And the little flower just nodded. And as she nodded, some of the white came down. And the snow turned white. Ah, thank you, he said. You have been so kind to me. Let me be kind to you. From now on, no matter how cold it gets, The frost will never bite your petals. No matter how hard the ground gets, you'll always be the first tiny flower of the spring. And ever since then, the name of that flower has been a snowdrop. And if you ever see a little white snowdrop, you look up underneath it, and you'll see a little bit of green. And that's where she shook the color off and gave it to the snow.
0: Oh, thanks very much to Liz Weir for sharing those two beautiful stories. I never thought about how the snow became white before. And thank you for listening. That how and why story about the snowdrop would be a good one for you to learn to tell. So, if you're still thinking about what to give your grown-ups for Christmas, Why don't you give them the gift of a winter story on Christmas Day? You've still got time to get it into your head. You could maybe draw yourself a story map to help you. Now, one of the best things about making this podcast is hearing from you, and lots of you have been flip-flap flying into the storytelling nest and have joined our Owlets Club. So. It's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some new owlets. Woo hoo, 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 Hello and thank you to super great story fan Iva and mum and dad who live in Sandwich in Massachusetts on Cape Cod in the US. woo hoo, 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 and thank you to six-year-old Emile who lives in Armagh He's listened to the podcast for a year now, every single day. Goodness, Emil, that is dedication. Just think how many stories you know and how rich your vocabulary must be. Well done. And over now to sunny Sydney in Australia. And, and thank you too to George, who is six, and Rose, who is two. George's favourite story is A Bear for the King and The Ghost of the Bloody Finger. Ah, two great stories, George. And hoo, hoo 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 and thank you too, to Leslie, who is five in North Carolina in the US. Leslie has two dogs, five chickens, and a baby brother, William, who also loves to listen to the stories interesting that you put them in that order. Leslie's favourite story is The King of the Cats from the Super Great Scary Stories. Oh yes, that is a creepy one, isn't it Leslie? And over to Encinitas in California. And hello to the four Bayer sisters, James, Reese, Claire and Chloe. They worked together as a team to come up with their overall favourite story. And the story which got the most votes was... The Norse Myth, Loki and the Wall of Asgard. Good choice! And well done for working together on that one. And now to Berkeley in California, where Owlet Camille recently celebrated her fourth birthday. Camille asks for stories all through the day, but also likes to listen to them while falling asleep. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hope you have sweet dreams, Camille. Welcome to the Owlet Club, and ooh, 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 and hello to Felix, who is six from Bainbridge Island in Washington, in the U.S. Felix loves listening to stories in the car on the way to school and his favourites are Nancy and the Baba Yaga stories. Ah, oh, funny and frightening. That's a good combination, Felix. Very well balanced. I hope you're enjoying all the bonus stories. And a very big thanks to all of you who are supporting us on Apple and Patreon. If you'd like to join us and hear the stories advert free, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you can find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. If you subscribe as an outlet, there are over 30 bonus stories and at least 15 super great scary stories waiting to be enjoyed, if that's the right word for it. And now, you are all so very good at drawing and creating models. But one model really stood out this week. It was an inspiring 3D model from Miles in the UK. Miles is particularly keen on the Super Great Scary Stories and made a model of the Hairy Toe. Then he realised that the scene could double for the night troll and he recycled some more materials and expanded his story scene to make a stone troll from icing and dryer fluff. Just brilliant. The model of your troll is very creepy and I love the splendid blue Christmas tree made out of folded paper and the golden sun which is rising to put a stop to the trolls terrorising. Thank you Miles, just brilliant. Happy listening and model-making over Christmas. And thanks to all of you who sent in pictures. If you'd like to see them, then go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Stories, And do send us pictures of your favourite Christmas stories too. There's one of the boy and the snow wolf in our colouring book and one of Baba Yaga and Vasilisa. I'd love to see what they look like coloured in. That's it for this week. Look out for our extra bonus stories on Christmas Eve. One from Amy Douglas and one from Nick Hennessy. Bye for now. Holidays are the perfect time for telling stories and singing songs. I'll post a list of all our winter, festive and snowy stories on our Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.